Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I have the co-founders of Storehouse Mastermind on here. I'm really excited about this conversation. You know, I'm a younger guy to them. Uh, both They're both Naval Academy graduates, O2 graduates. I'm a, I'm a 2015 graduate, so you know they have some jokes about that for sure. You see the smiles already. Um, but you know, these guys are doing some phenomenal things, you know, both retired from the United States Navy and both big in entrepreneurship. And, you know, just before we started, you know, hearing their story about how they've been kind of kicking it since they've been at the Academy, which reminds me, so you all are familiar with me and, and Andre Trust as well. And our, we're the same, like, you know, went through Academy. Unfortunately, you know, we weren't in the same company. But, you know, we're still since the Academy pushing together and building together. So it's really cool to see, you know, someone who came before me and before us kind of have built the same relationship and are doing the same thing. So I'm definitely excited for this combo today and to learn from y'all. But before we jump too far into it, can you please introduce yourselves and just let everybody know a little bit about you? Hey, just real fast before we kind of get into introductions, Eric, I'm just curious. Do you ever feel like you have to just carry your partner, you know, your buddy Andre that that you're that you know, your buddies with through the Naval Academy, because because every single day I literally I feel like I'm just like carrying the weight of David around, and that was at the academy too, like like you know roommates. I mean, every single day, man, just like oh, just just lugging him behind, just carrying him. Do you ever feel that way with, you know, with Andre? Fortunately, I don't. Okay. You know, I, right. I think we, 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 maybe we, I'd need to find a new business together. partner then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you, well, you know, that. I'm a, I'm a big believer that God does things for a reason. He puts people together for a reason. And I think he saw the weakness in Stu and he saw an opportunity <laughs> in me to help him get stronger. So I, I provided some resistance, some challenge to Stuart. Uh, because quite frankly, he's just, he just, he was weak back then. <laughs> he's weak now. <laughs> Hey, and uh, Eric, I just want to highlight one thing. Um, you know, this is the first time we've come on a podcast and we've been on a few that uh, that we were our age was emphasized so much like, oh, these guys are so old. They came before me They're, You know, I'm a young buck and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Right. Let's just let's just dial that back a little bit because uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not that old, man. We, we have a storehouse. We're like a storehouse wine. Right. Mm, and, yeah. and, and it gets mm. better with age. It gets refined with age. The taste gets a little more deep. So I wonder, I'd rather us focus on that stuff. You know, I, I much respect. I respect that. You know, it's a different perspective, you know, and it's funny y'all mentioned that because I'm starting to hit that, that room as well. Like a lot of the young guys I know from the Academy, like, oh, are you in your thirties? Like, bro, you're old. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing yeah. with yourself? <laughs> yeah, so old, so old. No, I love so, it, man. I know how you feel. I know how you feel, but it's awesome though. I'm really excited for today. Like just already, it's, I could tell it's about to be a good show. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll answer your question now. The the intro. So my name is David Gutierrez. I'm a 2002 grad, as as Eric highlighted. And you know, I think for for you know, who, who I I had 20 year career, got out in June, I retired uh, last June. So relatively recently, uh, I was a naval, I was a, a cryptologist, which basically means you know I did uh, spooky stuff. We can't talk about it, all the intel type stuff. But it was it was a, it was a, an amazing career. You know, it enabled my family and I to to scratch a lot of the different itches that we have, like travel, adventure, mm -hmm. overseas, this this amazing life that the Navy provided. Uh, quite frankly, you know, I think we lose sight a lot of times in the military. The experiences I had in, in Italy, for example, I mean, you'd have had to be a multi-multi-millionaire to spend two years in Italy and and travel throughout Italy. I mean, it was a drive for us, right, to drive to drive up to 
to Rome and the Amalfi Coast. I mean, the Amalfi Coast to me was like, uh, hey, we got a few hours. Let's just go do a little drive, right? It was it was something simple, but it was such a blessing. It was an amazing time. I uh, just absolutely loved our, our our time in the military. But it also helped me to meet some incredible people, right? Stu and I have been best friends for uh, 25 odd years at this point. Uh, met some incredible people that, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? I, there's a lot of Absolutely. iron out there that I've met that, that have really refined and, and, and helped me grow and challenged me to be a better man. And then of course, uh, you know, having, having a brother like Stu, who's, who's the, he's uncle Stewie in my house, right? My, I have three kids and all my kids are, talk about uncle Stewie. There's no, you know, my friends are my family and, and, mm-hmm. and our family, you know, our, our friends are the family that we choose and so uh, Uncle Stewie is 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 the uncle to my my three beautiful children and uh and my wife, you know, he's like another he's like a like one of those that kind of annoying younger brothers to my wife. That's that's what <laughs> Stu is to, to her as well. Probably true. It's probably how she looks at me. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> but um but yeah, I don't want to bore you with the details of the military career, but it's it, it was it was an amazing thing. And and in the midst of that, Stu and I decided to start a couple businesses and and that, you know, being able to pivot and refine our vision has gotten us to where we are today, where we're extremely excited and focused on, we'll talk about this during the show, mm-hmm. but the storehouse mastermind and, and the retreats we're running and, and the the truly the change that we're seeing in men's lives, uh, just from some focus and, and a real desire and passion to get to action, to change mm-hmm. our lives through action, not just talking about it and, um, you know, to, to do something about it. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, so Stuart Grazier, um, you know, uh, I similar to David, you know, Naval Academy grad, went to 20 years of service. I went into to aviation. I flew helicopters for 10 years, and then uh, transitioned to Boeing 737s uh, for a couple of years. Uh, David and I were blessed to be uh, able to have a time period where we were stationed in the same location. We were both in Italy at the same time in Naples, Italy. We were on staff there, and um, uh, you know. At that point, David and I started having conversations about what we wanted to do after the military. We had both been in, investing in real estate separately. Uh, we both had some similar experiences, uh, negative experiences with real mm-hmm. estate. And so we started just kind of having these conversations of what would it look like after after uh, we get out and what would it look like if we go into business together. Um, and, um, you know, so we started to kind of build out these ideas of, of doing some real estate together, buying uh, properties uh, building out a, a company based off of uh, some of the experiences that we had. And uh, at the same time, we really wanted to build community. We really wanted, we were really it, to, important to us to, to build relationships, have meaningful relationships with people, uh, you know, and, and take all the lessons that we learned from real estate and help other people do it, mm-hmm. um, do it the right way. Uh, and so we started kind of building out these real estate companies and, 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 you know, with the idea that we were going to take our own values our, our belief system uh, and embed that into into what we were doing every day. Uh, we came up with uh, our first company, Storehouse 310 Ventures, which was a real estate turnkey company with this idea of we take this first 10% of our profits and give it into charity. Uh, that came from Malachi 310 in the Bible. So we kind of brought our faith into the equation. Um, and, and so we started building that out. We started buying houses, selling houses, rehabbing houses. We got to the point where we were doing 40, 50 houses a year. Um, all while we were still, you know, in the military, in the Navy, in leadership positions, David was the executive officer, then the commanding officer of a cyber command. I was the executive officer of a big Navy reserve center here in Colorado. And so we were doing all that aside and 
we were honestly just wearing ourselves down. Uh, you know, we saw ourselves just uh, losing focus on what was a priority or what we said was a priority in our lives. You know, we said we were doing these real estate businesses for our family. Mm-hmm. And and we surrounded ourselves with other people that said that they were doing real estate for their family and, you know, building wealth for their family. But when you really looked at it, we weren't doing it for the family because they just wanted our time. They just wanted our presence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my kids saw me with, I was the dad with the cell phone in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And my four-year-old at the time, now he's now five, he just wanted to play football with daddy, right? And he would just say, hey, dad, put the phone away, dad. Can we play? And and so, like, we both had kind of these aha moments of, of you know, what we really wanted out of life. And we, you know, took that and said, all right, we got to pivot. We got to change some things. We need to get back to what's most important in our lives, our faith, our family, our, you know, our kids, our, our health, um, and, and just really kind of take a, a stab at, like, getting back to what was most important. So that's kind of a start of, of where we are now. We can dive more into that. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about us. And that's awesome. Cause we have, we have so much, so much in common, you know, yeah. I, even though y'all, y'all went through a little bit before me, I'm gonna keep hitting on that, you know, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, but no, nah, you know, that's awesome. I mean, from the, from the family aspect to, to having values, all of these things I think are so important. And, you know, I don't think people realize I have conversations with people a lot about <clears throat> what it's like, you know, they think the military is kind of like, you know, you just go in and play dress up and it's not that, that, you know, um, involved, but those positions you, you all held, you know, as XOs and things of that nature, that comes with a lot. You know, you have a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of people that depend on you. And I don't think a lot of people understand that like in those positions, it's almost like you have two families, right? You're balancing your, your natural family that you go home to every night, but you also have you know, your family that, that are on the ship or in the unit that you're at. And that can become very difficult with also, like you said, 40 to 50 properties a year. Like I know people can get overwhelmed with just doing a couple, you know, that's a very tall task to take on, on top of having to make sure that you're there for your troops every day. So jumping, how, how did y'all learn to, I guess we go to start there, learning to bound that, to do that balance between business and family life. That's, that's something that I see people struggle with every day. And me, you know, I don't have a family yet, but also as someone who's going to have one one day, you know, prayerfully, uh, that's something, you know, I would also like to just ask you all in general, like what your advice would be for that. Like someone who wants to get into business and has these aspirations and wants to keep their foot on the gas pedal, but also knows that one day they do want to have a family. Like, how do you balance that? Yeah, you know, there's a couple things. One, I don't think you could ever start too soon. And, mm. and I think we we build habits and we build intention and, and that's very powerful. But also, you know, one, one of the most interesting things that we've noticed, um, you know, and, and, and speaking to me personally, within our mastermind, within the group, but also as a coach, when you talk to somebody, what's been mind blowing for me is a lot of times it's just making somebody aware of something through mm. a question. Right. Mm -hmm. Just just, you know, just making them aware of a perspective. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest perspectives that changed my life was and this probably happened, I don't know, four years ago. Okay. And and someone I I heard somewhere, I read an article about balance. And what the article talked about is it said there is no such thing as balance in life. Mm -hmm. The best you can hope for 
And the best that you can strive for is that you put 100% of yourself where you're at. And, and so that's very empowering, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it frees you up from the burden of trying to, well, I got to balance in my family and my work life. No, what, what you have to balance is your priorities. If you're going to mm-hmm. balance, balance priorities and set time on your calendar for the things that you want to be dedicated to, mm-hmm. right? And, and what that means is when I'm at work, if I'm a CEO, if I'm in a group with men, if I'm in a coaching session, if I'm doing something, I need to be 100% present and 100% dedicated to that thing that I'm doing, to those people that I'm serving, ideally the people that I'm serving in all those roles. And so if I'm 100% present serving those people, then I can then go to the next event and say it's going home to be with my family. Well, I should be 100% dedicated to them in that moment. Mm-hmm. I should put the phone down. I should I should do things that, you know, I should be present. I should listen. I should engage. I should play. I should get on the floor, whatever it is, if I'm with my kids mm-hmm. or with Stu. Sometimes you got to get on the floor with Stu and pinch his <laughs> cheeks. Be like, oh, Stu, you can do it, buddy. You know, but but I mean, to be 100% present, how, how you know, I was observing this. I pointed out to my kids the other day. We're in San Diego and I was, uh, we we're out at, at, at dinner and there was a young couple on a date. And I told my daughter, she's 12. And, and, and I think I'm not, I'm not in the, the field of kill all devices and whatever, because I mean, this is a part of reality of who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. So I told her, I said, look, look at that young couple. Does that, does that young man? And they're like right there. I'm like, does he look like he's having fun? And she's like, no. And I said, why not? She said, well, because his girlfriend or date or whatever, she's eating, twisting her pasta, and she's looking at her phone. And he's Ooh. sitting there like, this is awesome, mm. right? And so my point to her was be present. Always be present. And, and if you're hanging out with your friend and they're on their phone the whole time, like, how fun is that? Like, I'm like, dude, put your phone away or else just like, let's do something else, Yeah, right? It, it's just about being 100% present and committed and so there's no, if you're thinking about your family while you're at work and you call that balance, really you're just robbing work. Mm. And if you think about work when you're your family, well, you're just robbing your family. So you should be 100% present where you're at. And that's what I think balance, quote unquote, balance looks like. Wow, that's a, that's a great big breakdown of that because even over here, you know, you hear those conversations a lot where I think people are like, ah, you know, like you said, you, you're at work, but you're thinking about your family or you're at home thinking about work. And it's like almost like, you know, if you were more productive and did the things you needed to do while you were at work, you wouldn't have to come. You're only thinking about what you failed to get done. You're not necessarily thinking about anything new that just popped up while you're home. So that's a I'm, I can't wait to get that one. I'm going to record that one and get it saved on my phone. That was a good answer. Well, and and let me let me add to it. I mean, I think a lot of people take a lot of pride in you know, being a multitasker, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to like, you know, accomplish multiple things all at once. And if you really think about multitasking, you can't be good at any of them if you're if you're mm-hmm. trying to do multiple things at once, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you just stopped everything and and you just focused on one thing, right? I'm going to be focused on my email for an hour. I'm going to be focused on my social media presence. I'm going to be focused at the dinner table with my family. I'm going to be focused at my kid's soccer game, right? And you take all those other distractions out of the way, how much better are you going to be at those that one thing that you're focused on? 
right? Mm. It's not multitasking. Like multitasking actually makes you worse in all of those areas <laughs> instead of trying to do them all good, right? Yep. Uh, so, you know, well, and I that think, book, Stu, you know, I want yeah. to reference that book before you yeah. finish. There's a go book ahead. that both of us love. It's called The Myth of Multitasking by uh, Dave Crenshaw. So the myth of multitasking and his by his subscript says how doing it all in quotes, how doing it all in quotes gets nothing done. Great subscript. That is great. Thank you for that. I'm going to order that on Amazon today. Yeah, it's it's good, man. It's good. And so like, if you just think about how you show up every day and you know, there balance is kind of a, a a myth itself, uh, you know, so, but instead change the word balance to, focus or priority Mm. or, you know, and, and then just map out your day in order of like priorities and focus and just, you know, we call it time blocking, right? Like Mm -hmm. you set an hour on your, on your, on your calendar for focus time on whatever it is you're doing and just time block out your day. It's so much better of a way to do it um, than trying to just juggle everything. Well, you know, so I I actually do the same things. I, I, I live in live and die by the calendar because it, I've noticed I noticed it helped me become more productive I think you know I would just go at the day when I especially first gotten into business right because you're in the military you're used to things being structured you got to beat in this time and then you go from there to being on your own and you know for me I hate meetings you know I was the I was the the captain that came in and like yo why wouldn't this in the email you know like I, we don't need to be sitting here talking about this so you know but coming back and being on your own and seeing that like if you don't have any structure it does make it hard to focus because everything becomes a priority very quickly and so I, a question would be do you think that learning to focus that way came from your not only the military but also your your entrepreneurial goals and like learning how to structure and build and do you think that your your entrepreneurial journey has helped you be able to kind of develop these tenants along the way yeah, I think the military has a ton of amazing benefits. And then I think part of that is being able to, you know, figure out, uh, you know, a battle rhythm and understanding that you, you you know, the best laid, best made plans are laid waste, you know, first contact mm-hmm. and all these things. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it makes us very, so for me, I've gone the other way and I had to bring it back to the calendar because mm-hmm. I'm, I was more like a very fluid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, reactionary, uh, quick to make decisions individual, but that's not that, that, that sound, that may sound kind of cool. The reactionary part, I, I can't stand. I want to be intentional. Mm. And so that part of it, I, that really hit me of like, okay, how do I get out of this reactionary phase and be intentional with my time? Um, it, but I think for us too, recognizing, that, you know, there's something we, we talked about a number of years back, look at your checkbook and look at your calendar. And that's going to tell you what's most important to you, Ooh. period. So I challenge anybody, look at your calendar and look at your checkbook, and that'll tell you what's most important. You can stop lying to yourself at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So when people say family is my number one, okay, cool. Show me your calendar. Where does your family time, if if we honor our calendars, where is that time on your on your calendar? Mm-hmm. Where is where is date your wife time? Where is hang out with the kids? Where is time set aside? Because you're saying it's a priority, so let's put in the calendar. And you just highlighted, Eric, you said, you know, you, you follow that calendar and you got very specific. Well, as you do go into uh, having a family and all that kind of stuff, it, it becomes even more important mm. to take that time and put it. And some people are like, ah, it's too rigid. Okay, well, I'm just telling you, if it's not on your calendar, it's not getting done. So if mm. it's important, 
you know, then, then your family will make it on your calendar. I got date day on my calendar. I could pull it mm-hmm. up right now and show you every Friday where I, sp- I spend time with my wife very intentionally just with her um, date days with the kids and time with the kids is on the calendar. Uh, you know, so I think these things are very important as you continue to add things to it because mm-hmm. life tomorrow is going to be more busy than today. Yeah. You start throwing in other human beings, man, <laughs> you start adding people to that list man. it's going to get very complicated very quickly and you're forced to juggle that. If you say your family is the number one priority and you look at your 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 bank account and you got a lot of money going to golf, but none going to hanging out with your kids, I mean, you should just acknowledge it and be honest and be like, okay, wow. my kids are less important than golf. And when you say that, hopefully things change. Oh man. Hey, you drop, you drop some, y'all dropping some bombshells on this one. This is <laughs> this is also I can only imagine what, what y'all talk about it at the at the uh, the retreats, like I oh man, I can't wait. I I actually sent the uh, invite to the guys, not to get off too off topic, but I did send it to them. We're excited, so we'll we'll be filling that out this week now that we're back. So nice. I'm gonna definitely pull up on you guys. I, I need this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. And well, I mean, we we didn't we didn't uh, come about all this stuff overnight, right? Like we do have a mm-hmm. few years on you, uh, but a lot of it was just uh, through our own failures, honestly. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 you know having this growth mindset of like taking that failure, learning from it, and then pivoting and and changing the way we show up. You know, we, we had failures in our, in our businesses. We have we had failures, you know, in our home life and our, our friendships and our businesses. And like, you know, just, just learning, you know, just constantly learning and just taking things and tweaking it and pivoting and just making it better every single day and just trying new things until you get it right. You know, I, that's, that's something that I see with, with clients too. And something that I try to teach and that's a, that's a skill that I think has to be developed because a lot of people run into an obstacle and say, oh, well, this just wasn't supposed to be. When in reality, you just, the, only, the only way, the only difference between that person and a person that's seen as a, a skilled expert in the field or in that topic is that they took the lessons from the obstacles and now they've built such a rep. I was telling, for example, um, you know, I was talking to one of my uh, young guys about properties one day and I was telling like, you know, when you see those guys that can walk up and like look at this thing and say, okay, hey, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars to do this. And you'd be like, well, we didn't even go through the front door yet. Like, how do you know know that? And he's like, because he's had 20 years of losses, right? Or obstacles or lessons that he's used to build lessons for himself along the way to learn from. And uh, even, you know, me, I've now learned that just, you can apply that to so many different areas of your life. It's like the purpose of the the losses, if you will, is to gain the lessons because that's how you gain the perspective to keep moving forward. And like you said, that growth mindset is extremely important to operate that way. Cause I think if you have goals for yourself to, to expect it to go well all the way through is just completely unrealistic. And so, man, I, the- I love that. I love that. Yeah. You make me think of three things, three words popped in my head when you, when you're talking, Eric, it's mm-hmm. failure, change, and, and, really there's this, this idea of prioritization, right? So the failure mm-hmm. piece, it, it's funny because I, uh, you know, we're, I am nowhere near, I am better than I was. Mm-hmm. I can say that a hundred percent and I invested in that, right? I've got my own mm-hmm. coaches. I've got things that I invest in that cost, that cost me sacrificing money and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but the failure, the failure piece of that, we should embrace that. So I have this, this, uh, notebook, here. Mm-hmm. This one is to my daughter. I have four of them. One to my wife, one one to my daughter, and two other words to my son. So I write them letters. But 
this morning, I just want to highlight this this morning. So this is awesome. And, and I think my kids will appreciate it. But three things happened this morning. So one, I looked through it and I started in 2016. And I'm still on this wow. first one. It showed me my inconsistency. And in, I should have five of these if I truly honored the commitment mm-hmm. that I wanted to make, right? There should be five of these. This is the first one. Mm-hmm. And so it, it made me reflect on, okay, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not writing every single week to my daughter, but I'm going to get there. I'm getting mm-hmm. there. And and what I wrote to her specifically about this morning was failure because mm-hmm. I said, you are 12 now and I fear your perfectionism. And I hope you can learn that failure is just an opportunity to excel and grow mm-hmm. instead of seeing it as the enemy. And so this literally, I wrote this this morning. And when you talk about failure, it's teaching and embracing and knowing that we fail forward. If you're not failing, you're not trying. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what anybody said. If you're not failing, you're not trying. So failure popped in my head. And then cha- it change. It, something's got to change for things to change, right? You are exactly yes. where you are based on all the decisions you've made to get you where you are. So you got to yes. make better decisions. Yes. Or just embrace it, right? And, and then that last piece is that prioritization and that honesty, and, and, and really, and prioritizing honesty and just be honest. I'll tell you one of the most powerful things that Stu and I have done is we've just simply stated things as the truth they are. Mm. What I mean by that is, Hey, Stu, I love you as my best friend, but we don't hang out and I'm not going to make it a priority to hang out. So I'm just telling you that that's the truth, right? Like that's the truth. If we're not hanging out, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. So say it as painful as it is to say it, say it or do something about it. Stu, I love you. You're my brother. I want to hang out. Hey, every Thursday it's on my calendar and his calendar. We do something together, whether it's snowboarding, mountain biking, coffee. Uh, you know, we have a date day for Stu and David. <laughs> That's <laughs> we, important though. We, we do. It is important, dude, as a business partner, as a best friend, both of those things, that time is important to set aside. So if you look at my calendar, Stu, who is important to me, is reflected in my calendar. Mm. And, and so and so you have to be honest with yourself so that you can then drive that change. And ideally, not by intention, I didn't design it this way, but, but when you make that decision, you're honest, you can drive that change. And then that change can lead to failing forward, right? Mm. I should write that down, man. You should. But, but ultimately... It just, it really helps us to continue to grow because we're not where we want to be. Like Mm -hmm. Stu and I by no means have any, uh, you know, uh, monopoly on being great dads and husbands and friends, especially Mm -hmm. Stu, terrible friend. You're about to steal my line. I was about to say, you got a long way to go. Yeah, I do. But, but But I do. And I embrace the truth of knowing how far I can go from here and knowing that it's possible because it's awesome. You know, I think, Cause y'all, you, that's such a spot on thing when it talks about growth, because I think a lot of people think that growth is just, you go to like a certain age or to a certain position. And one of the things that I've come to learn just through conversation and reading and doing research is that growth is a journey. You should see it as just a continuous journey until we check off of the earth. Like, and I, I don't think it's tied to an age or to a specific destination. Cause I heard a quote one time, I want to say it was a uh, matter of fact, it was John Maxwell. Uh, and he was like, the the moment that you, you know you feel comfortable or start feeling like you've made it is the day that you start to die. And I was like, oh wow, I don't That's ever good. want to feel like that. That's so good. 
like it, it, it's just pushing you to continue growing and trying to get it because you can always be better. There's always more for us to be able to attain. And we should always be seeking to be better than we were yesterday. Cause in reality, if you're not seeking to be better and you're not really seeking anything, then what else are you going to do? You know, like I, I don't want to feel that, you know, I've, it get, you know, our whole lives, you know, at the Academy, the military each day is like, all right, what's the next step? What's the next goal? What's the next mission? Let me get there. And then now we get to a point to where it's like, all right, cool. Like, I've, I have a family now. I have, I have a business. I have some money coming in. Uh, cool. I made it. But then they start wondering those people, things tend to start falling apart because they stop doing the things that are required to hold everything together. Like as the, as like you said, how you say your, your back, your shoulders, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep doing those reps to make, to maintain the weight, right? Like if you can't, if you're not in the gym every day, like you can't continue to bench 225 if you keep taking breaks from the gym. Like, it's just not something that's, you have to keep doing that work every day. And I think people see it as something that, all right, well, I'll do the work when I see something going wrong. It's like, you know, on the ship, if, if you got a, what do we call it? Where you got a hole and you got to patch it up. Like they wait yeah. for the holes to patch up instead of just doing the maintenance every day. If you do the maintenance every day, it's less likely that things are going to go wrong. But yeah. it's kind of a long drawn out, but I love, I love that. No, man, it's, 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 it's spot on, dude. So like David and I have been studying a lot on, on just, just, meaning like you know the meaning of your life and and mm. uh we've been studying uh just this idea of of being the hero being the hero of your journey um and and one of a couple authors that we've been kind of diving into and, and learning about is um you know one victor frankel he wrote a book called man's search for meaning and he was he was a, a prisoner in concentration camps and he found a way to find meaning in his life while he was a prisoner in concentration camps. And he, he boiled it down to three things. He said that you have to find a mission and a purpose that's bigger than yourself. Mm. That's number one. Number two, you have to find a group of people that you can share that beauty and that mission and purpose with. And three, you have to understand that there's going to be hardships, there's going to be challenges, and there's going to be failures along the way, but embracing those and knowing that you're going to get better from, from it. So in a concentration camp, like he was finding meaning in his life. So if he could do it, I bet you a lot of us could do it too, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, this idea of becoming the hero of your journey and finding meaning in your life, a lot of us in the military have that, right? It's kind mm -hmm. of given to us. We have that mission and purpose. We're, we're put into community, we're mm -hmm. put into a, a command, a squadron, a, a battalion, a unit. We have friends, we have calendars, we have schedules, we have deployments. And it's going to be hard. There's going to be challenges. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, like in the military, they're kinda, they kind of give that to you. They kind of hand it to you in the, in, on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. But once you get out of the military, for a lot of people, that all it all stops, mm -hmm. right? And now you don't know where to find that you don't you don't have a pit purpose and a mission anymore you're not surrounded in community and challenges and failures just become that challenges and failures and you don't know what to do about it right mm. so that's where in like you know this veteran veteran suicide and, and and anxiety and depression and all these things start to happen is when you don't have another mission to jump into mm -hmm. so like david and i have been really passionate about like teaching that and helping others find that and finding meaning in life and like getting people that are, you know, transitioning from the military service to get them and help them along the way and guide them to become a hero of their journey 
and find a new meaning to come up with, you know, find that second peak to go climb. Right. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's been uh, pretty powerful for us to want to experience it and to try to guide and help others through it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's critical is even me, when we got out of the military, one of the, one of the toughest things that I realized was figuring out who I was outside of the military. I could tell, I was, I could tell you who I was totally. in the Marine. A Marine, yeah. like as a Marine, oh, I was, I was on it. But you got out, I yeah. was like, and it was simple stuff. Like people were like, oh, so what do you like to do for fun? And I couldn't give them an answer. I, yeah, uh, I don't know. Go to the field? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> wow, I really don't know myself because my identity was defined by the organization. I, and so it was, it was hard to get out of there. And I, you know, many, I felt like, you know, oh, I lost a piece of myself when in reality, no, I just never had the opportunity to define who I was first. And while right. I felt like I knew myself, I really didn't because everything was defined around the needs and the goals and the mission of the military. But, you know, you hit on something in the book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, which I talk to about with my financial coaching clients, which is uh, your group or your circle. And I talk about how important your circle is for so many reasons. You know, one, just in a financial standpoint, I see so many people who are trying to get their money together and the people that they continue to spend time with do not like say they want to, all right, I'm not, I'm going to stop eating out. I need to save money. And I know that my budget buster is eating out, but the people that you stay on the phone, that you spend time with every week, try to pull you back into going to spend the money that you know, you don't need to spend even after you vocalize it to them, what your goals and your mission are, because they can't see the value in it because they haven't done it for themselves. And instead of just removing yourself from the situation and finding people who have the same goals and understand why that is important, understanding why those things matter to you and understand the long game, you're going to continue to be in those situations where in reality, most people just give up because they feel like, oh, it's not worth it. And they see, they think the whole world is like the people that they're with. In reality, you just have to go fish in another pond. Like, you know, you can't keep fishing in the same pond expecting to catch different fish. Yeah, man. What are your you, thoughts uh, on that? I love that. I mean, I love that. I think, you know, you want to pour jet fuel on your growth. You surround yourself with the right people, mm -hmm. what, no matter what it looks like. Right. And so, you know, we just got off a call before this with, uh, with a marketing agency okay. to, to help us with our business. Right. And, and my mind went to a place of, okay, yeah, is it, does, is it expensive? Sure. Uh, what can they do? What do they bring to the table? They bring years of experience that can significantly shorten mm. the gap between effective, ineffective marketing and, and, and filling uh, our retreats, uh, you know, getting the word out and filling our retreats with men that need a message that we're passionate about. So my part is, in Stu's part, to continue to cultivate, educate ourselves and refine this, this message and, and to put meat on the bones, as you notice, like most of the things we talk about, there's a book reference, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's not because we Googled before. Okay. Give me a good book. Like <laughs> we, we have put time into reading these books because we know these books, if we distill them and, and are able to add value to others and not only provide a resource, but to take the ideas of that and talk about them, mm -hmm. then that's a value to you and your listeners potentially, right? That's our passion. Our passion mm -hmm. is to do those things. Well, my passion is not to read marketing books. Mm -hmm. Like that's not my passion. Yeah. And, but it is somebody else's passion, thank God. Mm -hmm. And so, so why not let them do their thing? Because we we're surrounding ourselves, we're building our team. Well, same thing with these men, the, the men that we're talking to. Okay, I'm gonna say a few words to to you. And this is this is this is from our circle, right? Family, friends, fun, health, finances, purpose, giving, uh, intimacy, mindset, and faith. 
if you got after those things in your life, how, how fulfilled do you think your life would be? Even if you got after half of them, if you got after one of them this year, you got after one of those elements, how much more fulfilling would your life be? I think it'd be pretty dang fulfilling. Absolutely. Right. And so we're talking about these things with our group of men. And you have all those dudes, they're all ninjas. You have all their perspectives on these things. They all want to grow in all these areas. Come on, man. Like you surround yourself with, with people who challenge you to be a better dad and give you no kidding, hard hitting, like, okay, or, or, or a future father. If I wish I would have had a, me, a group of men like this before I had kids, mm. before I had kids and before I had a wife to, to help me with some of these things, I would have, I dude, I would have been so much more well-suited. I, I sent a text to a guy this morning that's not married. And I said, Hey, have you ever heard of the concept of designing your wife? Mm. And, and I've not heard back from him. He's not married and, and he's looking for a wife. And, and the idea of this is, again, is something that we've learned through mindset development and other coaches is making a list of what, what you want your wife to be. Well, what do you think that does? Well, well, it gives you a list of ways that you should be so that you can attract that person. Well, just that exercise in and of itself has so many benefits. But if you've never heard of it, then you don't know how to do it. I wish I would have known that. I mean, my wife, thank God, you know, she's the woman I would have designed. But then I'm sure I'm the man she would have designed. But <laughs> questionable. Questionable. But I mean, yeah, question, question. Don't, don't, don't get her on your podcast. Um, at least not for, you know, a couple episodes. But but the point is just the exposure to that idea. And mm -hmm. level of intentionality gives you a tool that 99% of people don't do. Yes. But if you're the 1% that does, you're going to have that 1% life. Absolutely. And you hit on something right there too, that I think is critical because one of the best, one of the top things that I feel like I gained from the military and you kind of put it into real human aspect there is flipping the map around. You know, we always, we forget that the enemy has a vote too, right? And that, that, for instance, your wife isn't the enemy, but you get where I'm going with this, right? And so they can sit down and he can write out all the stuff that he wants out of a woman. But most of the time we never flip that around and say, okay, now what would she want out of you? So that we can work on building those. And I think that's the really important part. Cause we always sit around, well, and say, oh, I want this and I want that. And this needs to provide this for me. And we don't ever realize that those things will never come to us because we haven't developed ourselves into the person that deserves to receive something like that. So that's, right, that's very critical. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you hit on that because I think a lot of people miss that and they wonder why things aren't working in their favor. And it's like, hey, you don't get to just say you want that and get to remain the same because that person has desires and things that they want out of something too, be it, you know, whether it's relationship, whether it's something dealing with finances, whatever it is, you have to be able to think both. And I, it's very, it requires you to be very unselfish. And when you learn to be more unselfish and start thinking about, what others would desire from you and how you can help others. I think that really helps you build these scenarios for yourself. Yeah, man. And you gotta, you know, at the same time, kind of the oxymoron is to be unselfish. You gotta then just build on yourself too. Right. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, the, the saying of you're in the airplane and, and you lose oxygen, who do you put the oxygen mask on first? right? You put it on mm -hmm. yourself first. So then mm -hmm. you can go and serve others, right? You can, so then you can go and put the oxygen mask on your kids or your family. And so like David and I, 
we kind of had this aha moment of, of, Hey, we were, we said we were serving ourselves and we were serving our community. And, um, you know, we were just, we were just grinding. We were hustling. You know, I was up at 4 AM, 4 AM to 6 AM kind of working on our, our real estate businesses. And then we go to our Navy jobs and we go, you know, serve our, 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 you know, our, our military, you know, brothers and sisters in arms. And then we would come home and we would serve our family and, we never really served ourselves. We never mm. focused on ourselves mm-hmm. and to the point where like of exhaustion and uh, you know, like where do we fit in some margin to like have friends? Where do we fit in some margin to go have fun? Like when was the last time that we went and had belly laughing fun with other men? Mm. Right. And if you think about it as, as, as you age, the number of your friends start to like diminish. They start to yep. decrease. Yep. You know, you have all your buddies and friends from college, from high school, from college, from you know, in the military, your your commands. But how many of them do you actually stay in in contact with and and like get together and like David and I like every Thursday we're going snowboarding, we're going mountain biking, we're going fly fishing, we're going doing something, That's we're awesome. doing like fun things. But like a lot of men don't do that, mm-hmm. right? So to to serve others, you also have to serve yourself. That's that's also important. You know, that's something that I struggle with is I was always being, you know, the the guy that's there for people. I'm always, yeah. but it, you do reach that breaking point to where like, wow, I've had to be for my be here for myself as well. And I think for me, I've kind of hit that within the past year, really scaling back. And you know, normally I, I never really thank Apple for much, but I actually really thank them for uh, you know, where you can put it on work mode and do not disturb. And I really started to implement that because uh last year, before the new year started, me and um Andre, we sat down and one of the things we spoke about was like, yeah, we, you know, we talked about earlier, like being more present and like, so we wanted to be more present. So like if I'm ever sitting down, if I'm with anybody, you'll never see me pick a phone up. Like, and it's these little things that matter because I noticed that it, I don't necessarily like it. You know, if I'm like you said, you mentioned the guy on a date and he's out there in the phone, you know, I've experienced that. I'm like, wow, like what, what am I here for? You know? Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to take a wait step back. Your, wait until your four-year-old calls you out. Like, hey, dad. <laughs> Hey dad, put the phone away. We were supposed to be playing football right now. Put the phone away, dad. Right. Oh, that's a that's a different well, level. And I love that you said you and your and your buddy did that because like Stu, and it's funny now, but it's you need people to also keep you accountable and to hold you to that higher level that you want to be. So like Stu, you know, when we're talking, either one of us, if if we start veering towards like a computer or a device, like I, I always I love just be like, hey, eyes. <laughs> like we're talking right now and I don't want to like, come on, let's focus on each other. Mm-hmm. Cause this is important. And even if it's not important, like I'm just flapping my gums. Like I want to be heard. Right. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say something. And, and, Dude likes and so to I talk. think Dude likes to talk. Yeah, I, lo- I love to talk, but, but there's an important element of who you're surrounding. Yourself. And if you, if you hang out with somebody who's sensitive and can't receive that kind of thing, like, are they going to help you grow? Right. right? Are they going to help you grow? And do they want to grow? And if, if you're hanging out in that, then, then why? And, and, and I'll tell you one thing that you said, <clears throat> excuse me, Eric, there's a level of, you know, just, just being able to, to know uh, and, and say something and recognize it as a truth mm-hmm. for ourselves helps that growth too. Right. And so when you're talking mm-hmm. about 
you know, your calendar or when you're acknowledging things that that are are not necessarily your strengths or your strong suits or whatever, just acknowledging those things and then making a decision off of them, right? And and not living in this perpetual this perpetual ignorance that doesn't allow you to take any actionable steps towards doing something about something. Mm. And I think just that that self-awareness and the and and that acknowledgement of being able to um also recognize that that not everything that's not good is bad in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to embrace these different areas of growth opportunity so that you can then move forward from there. And, and a lot of it requires a level of, of, of uh, self-awareness. And, and even this morning, I was journaling, I was doing my personal journal. I was, uh, you know, I like to wake up, I like to get in the word and I wrote down, it's something I, something I read hit me. And I was also, I'm reading this book called four Ten the four tendencies, and it's about um, it's just another perspective of personality, and it's it's how you um, you know if you meet internal and external uh, uh, expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's obligers, and I and I fall into the obliger. I meet external expectations more than I meet internal expectations. So a lot of the times I will allow myself not to PT or do things that are important to me. So I wrote these things that I've been saying for years are important: God, family and friends. Those are my priorities. And this morning, this is this morning, I looked at that and I said, huh, where does David fit into that? Mm. How does David fit into God, family, and friends? If, if I'm constantly focused on God, family, and friends, where is the, where is the margin built in for me to, to Stu's point, to, to give back to me? And is that important or is that selfish? Do not believe the lie that just because something sounds good, God, family, friends, that sounds beautiful, dude. Like I'll admit it right now. That sounds beautiful. (laughs) But in practice, where am I getting my energy from? And if I can, if there are ways to get it in family and friends and God, then I need to be intentional with highlighting those action items Mm. that bring me growth so that I can show up the best I possibly can for my God, for my family, and for my friends. Mm. And so that was a very kind of roundabout way to just say, this is not something that you achieve. This is an area of growth that never, ideally, to your point, Eric, never stops. Because when mm-hmm. you do arrive, quote unquote, I, I'll arrive when I'm dead. Yep. Like That's when I'm going to arrive, right? But up until that point, Man, I, I I am not going to stop. And if you can't keep up, then it's time for me to find the people, not that keep up, but that I'm chasing now. Yep. To constantly be doing that. And if you find the right people, you can do that together. Like Stu, is, we're like this, right? We're racing. We're racing. But I, And I'm here. And oh, oh, he just passed me. Well, well now I got to put some effort and get better. Because the better we are, the better we are for those that we serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Stuart, did you have something to add? This one time, David probably said it all. So he's, he's, he's good. <laughs> Just this so, one time though. Now, you know, with this, this is a show. So I won't, do want to ask you, um, you know, cause I know you work with, with a lot of, of men. So I don't know if you can answer this, but if you can please, like, what is the issue that you've seen with men when it comes with making and managing money because me as a coach i see a lot 
there isn't for some reason like there seems to be a lack of emphasis on like really building a foundation for ourselves you know they're making the road they're buying these expensive cars with payments that are taking you know 57 percent of their monthly income they aren't structuring themselves correctly the decision their decisions they're making they're going to be paying for for the next 10 or 15 years which just keeps them behind and then the behind feeling they feel because they're barely making men's meat every month and living paycheck to paycheck builds into other places. Now they can't focus on work and everything snowballs in the opposite direction for them because they're not making the right decisions with money. And I I have my thoughts, but I really want to see, cause y'all, Oh man, this y'all have so much great input right now. Um, You know, so one of the books I'm reading right now is called the obstacle is the way. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, uh, with it, but just going back through it. But um. You know, it's talking about so many things, you know, like, for instance, people will sit here like they'll sit here, know that they're having financial strife, but they'll spend more time thinking about it and why they won't ever be able to get out of it instead of just saying, you know what, today I'm going to make the decision to make a budget to start spending responsibly and do all the things required to just get them out of it. They'll spend now it's been five years and they're in the same position and they don't know how they got there. So I guess the question for y'all is, do y'all see like, what do y'all think? causes thing like that that issue for for men when it comes to making and managing money um i mean we have lots of thoughts on it w one comes to mind um right off the bat is i think a lot of us uh find our identity mm -hmm. in uh our our, our jobs our mm. our business our wealth um you know what what we do you know mm -hmm. um instead of you know, kind of what you alluded to earlier is, is like finding out who we are as people, what God made us to be, mm -hmm. you know, a, a follower a, a, of Jesus, if that's what you believe in, mm -hmm. um, a, a, a man of God, a husband, a, a father, a leader, a friend, and not focus so much on these worldly values, mm. right? And not, not mm -hmm. find your identity in the house you live in, the car mm. you drive, your the number in your bank account, mm. right? Because I think so many men think that they're going to find happiness in those worldly things. Mm. They're going to find joy mm -hmm. in the the beach vacation sipping Mai Tais. And yeah, that could be good for like a week, right? But that gets pretty old if you're going to do that every single day. Yeah. Right? And it goes kind of back to that idea of finding meaning in your life. Nowhere in Victor Frankl's book, in a concentration camp, was he focused on buying the Maserati. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 hustling and grinding to to buy the next real estate deal or, you know, find the next hedge fund that's gonna make you a whole lot of money. Nowhere in there is that idea. So I think so, I think so many men just get wrapped up in this identity and finding happiness and joy through the things they own and the things that they do mm. uh, in the worldly sense, in the secular sense that uh, that you know they they lose focus on, on the most important things in their life. Phenomenal answer, thank you, thank you for that. that yeah, let me phenomenal. add one thing. Hey, to David, that. did you hear um, that? Phenomenal <laughs> answer. Phenomenal yeah, he felt answer. obligated. He felt obligated <laughs> to throw you a bone, Stu. Um, and we normally see that in our podcast too. Uh, a lot of times it's from the other perspective. Our guests will be like, oh, great question, Stu. And that, uh, that's like a, <laughs> that's like a unicorn. <laughs> um, but I also, one of the things that Stu and I focus on in our lives and we've 
we really, really push and force in our group. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have a PDF that will help do this too, that, that we provide to your audience as well. Okay. Um, but it's defining, defining, no kidding, def take all the things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. So success, whatever, like no kidding, go to the dictionary and look up the word success. See what the definition of success is. And then you using your brain and your thought exercise further define that, that kind of sets the tone, gives you, gets your brain going. You define it. Mm -hmm. No kidding. You want to talk about financial success. Okay. Everybody's talks about financial success. What does that mm -hmm. mean? Like to, to Eric, that could be, I need 10 million bucks to David. That could mean I need hundred K a year. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it's such a, it's such an ambiguous thing that to even have a discussion about financial success, success to me mm -hmm. is it, you're starting from a point of ignorance mm -hmm. because until you define what success means to you and what it enables you to do and gets you beyond more, then you can start having a conversation mm -hmm. and, and not only have a conversation, but then you can tie action items. Like most people don't realize to be financially free. Most of us require, you know, I mean, depending on your lifestyle, there's no judgment in this, but, but maybe for me, that's 5,000 bucks a month. Well, do I think I can make 5,000 bucks a month? Yes. I think I can passively figure out a way to create $5,000 a month. Well, if I do that, I'm now financially, if I make $5,001 a month, I'm I'm financially free. Mm -hmm. I'm completely financially free. And to me, that may be success. A lot of us hear success and we're like, oh, I got to make a million bucks a year. Well, dude, that's not a, that, that could be in a, such a far hurdle for you that it'll drive your inaction. But if I tell you, no, 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 we just need 5K a month because you did a budget. We just need 5K a month. Can, can you do that? Heck yeah, I can do that. Awesome. We define success. We now have action items to get you to something that's achievable outside of some nebulous term a millionaire like who cares if you're a millionaire? do you even know what that means like who cares <laughs> yeah i wish i wish andre was on this because we've had this exact conversation multiple times um and so there's two pieces that i want to add to this so one <clears throat> one thing i learned is gratitude well after getting out i learned like i one day i remember i was sitting in my living room you know i had just cleaned the house you know i'm sitting this and, and it's just me in here i got the the lights blue the vibe is nice music's playing and I was like, wow, I really don't need anything. I have everything that I need. Like if I spent more money, it would just be a do this bigger. And for what? It's just me. And through that, I really stopped wanting because I had gratitude for what I already have and realized that everything I needed was here. If, if I have, want people to come visit, there's a space for them. I have, you know, a home where I'm comfy. Like I go outside and I don't have to worry about what's going on out here. It's safe. And I'm like, wow, everything I need. And so what that did is kind of aligned to the second thing you were talking about, which is like, okay, so what does a sustainable lifestyle look like? And you know, everybody, like you said, wants to go, oh, I need $10 million a year. When it's like, well, in reality, your lifestyle takes $3,500 a month. So can you get that passively spot on to exactly what you said? And it's like, well, that's a very different way to look at the problem. Because like you, I, I like how you said, you know, thinking about such a big number, that's going to drive you towards inaction. It's like, wow, that's a lot. Like what do I have to do? And the things do it have to get done? It's overwhelming, especially if you're not you, a person that's trained yourself to be able to take on a task that would be, have to be large enough to gain that much money because you're not getting that just from waking up and smiling at someone's face. You got to go earn that. 
So now what that allows you, it takes a lot of pressure off by being like, okay, I don't need 10 million a year. I just need that 33, 33. That's a very different way to look at the problem. And also it gives you some breathing room to like, all right, if I get that now I can focus on what's important to me. Like, and it goes back to what Stuart was saying earlier about focusing on worldly possessions. Like all of those things shouldn't define you and shouldn't focus on those things. Because when you do that, you lose focus on what was really important at the end of the day. So I think gratitude and, and that piece on there is very big because when you learn to be grateful for what you have and you can really sit down and think about like, okay, I have these things. Really, what, what else do I need, right? We're always thinking about what we need, but it's because we're just thinking of it from a bigger, fancier aspect. But who's that really for? It's not really for you. It's just so you can show off to someone else that you're doing well. Right. But the moment you stop caring about trying to show other people how you're doing and you fo solely focus on how you and yours are doing, I think that changes the game for you completely. David, what's that? What's that quote that we uh, that we heard? I think it was uh, Rick Warren who said he's like, you 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 buy things that you don't need with money that you don't have to impress people that you don't know or like. Mm. Is it something yep. like that? Yeah. yeah. I, I love that quote because I think it's spot. I think that's what happens. Like to mm -hmm. your to your original question. We buy things that we don't need with money that we don't have to try to impress people that we don't know or like because mm -hmm. we find identity in that. And so there's that's that's where the mistake happens. If you know, well, it's vicious because there's no it's vicious because there's, there's no, no end. end to it. Yeah. Uh, how much do you it's want? Just more, right? more. Yep. It's yeah. Always more. That's that's a dangerous place to be. Dangerous you know, place. When you can't and, be, you can't be grateful either, right? Eric, right. You can't be. You can't express gratitude for when you just want more, and, and it's just a lie, anyways, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we should just be honest with ourselves and just recognize, like, you're just being lied to. Just like the same idea. We go back to this group, it, the same idea that this American idea of 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 it just toxic independence. I don't need. I pull myself up by my bootstraps. It's all about mm -hmm. me. If, if it's to be, you know, it's, if it's for me, it's to be whatever, like, it's all about me, 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 me. Well, no, man, you need, like, we are created to be in fellowship, to hang out with people, to have fun, to laugh. It's it's a lot less funny when you tell a joke and you're just laughing at it yourself, right? Like, yep. even at that base level. And so, you know, getting past some of these lies is absolutely liberating. Mm, and to have a is. group of dudes to enjoy that with is, like, I'm telling you, man, these retreats that we do. Like I'm, I'm so excited about this one coming up in May. Yep, let's talk about I it. No, like, well, yeah, we go. We got one through three May. Any dude from your audience, come on, because it's it is limited. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Like it, it's limited, limited space. But once it's full, it's full. But but the point is, the, I have seen with my own eyes, and I have felt with my own heart the change that happens, not only to me, like I was doing, I always joke, our, our business, this business that we're in now is very, very selfish mm. because we are growing and benefiting and having so much from, from fun from these things that are quote unquote a business, but dude, it, it's just an amazing time of growth, fun, fellowship, like deep conversation. And, and they're all like-minded dudes. So inevitably you know, you're going to sit down next to a dude that's doing syndications. You're going to be like, oh man, I'm super interested in that from a business perspective. Mm. And then the next conversation you're going to have is, well, how's that affecting your family? Oh, well, here's some success tips on how to be a better dad, how to be a better husband in the midst of doing this amazing business thing. Like it, it's mm. incredible to see how these things truly can exist together mm -hmm. and you can achieve and find success. 
And a lot of the times it's just being exposed to it from other men that are doing it too. Mm. And then you could celebrate each other, right? Like these guys aren't, oh man, if you, if you succeed, it takes away from my pie. No, man, let's succeed together. How do we do that? How do we be better husbands? How do we be better friends? How do we be better fathers? How do we be better businessmen and entrepreneurs? How do we open up opportunities for each other mm. in all these areas? And, and that's what I absolutely love about these things. Because in person is so different. Like if, if we were sitting together doing this podcast, Eric, like, like I'd be reaching out, I'd be, you know, smacking you on the back. We'd yep, be, yep. You know, shaking hands afterwards. We'd, we'd hug because I'm a hugger, man. I love to hug. We'd hug. Like that, like just talking about that, like I felt it inside me. I felt endorphins released talking about it, mm. right? Talking about us doing that. Well, when you're in person, you don't got to talk about it. You get to do that. That's and true. it's just, it's just natural. And if that group of dudes is high caliber, I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it. I'm, it's just gonna, this is going to be a good, good one. Cause you know, one of the things that, I speak a lot about with people is they talk about, you know, access to other driven, good people and the the opportunities to go to things like this aren't really, you don't really see them pop up much. And like, so I'm really, I really, you know, hats off to y'all for taking this amongst yourself to like be able to build and create this, this thing, because I think it's so important, especially for, for men. Like you get, like we talked about earlier with veterans, not having a, because one thing is like talking about how to be better, but also it's just that safe space where you can talk and know that like you can be, I guess, vulnerable as a man and like know that other people are going through the same things and you can get, no one's going to be like, oh, well, that's stupid, you know, or like make you feel bad. And like, Yo, bro, I've been through this too. Like, this is what I did to get through that. Like, here's what goes on. It's like, wow, okay. Like you can really go and gain something from it. So I think this is important. Like I'm a, I'm putting this out all everywhere. So I, you know, I'm, I'm glad we, we've, we've connected uh back through here shout out to the academy and shout out to navy football as well yeah. <laughs> but you know this is i think this was what it's all about and i think even this conversation now is just showing that you know it doesn't have to be you don't have to do these things alone you know it's just sometimes it's reaching out so i i didn't really get to go into it earlier in the show but for instance like when pedro sent me the message that Stuart had put out he said yo i'm trying to get on more podcasts this year I uh, also like to get someone on mine. And I was like, he was like, hey, this guy's a Naval Academy grad. You should reach out. I said, oh, for real? Cool. I'm going to reach out to him. And then, you know, after a little while, I say, hey, man, you know, I get an email. Hey, sorry for it. But I'm like, cool. And now we're here having a conversation. And it's, you know, I think that teaches a couple good things with one, like no one's going to know that you need the help until you ask. No one's going to know that you want to have the conversation until you let it be known. And then on the opposite end, you have to be with like if you see it you'll be the guy to say okay cool if no one else is going to do it i'm going to do it and now we're here and like my this conversation is going to help so many people but it all came through us being uh, not being uh, not being blinded with pride as men you know you didn't let pride stop you from saying that you were trying to do something and then i didn't let pride stop me from jump in and be like hey look I, I, you know i could have been like oh he's not going to talk with me like oh you know what am i but I, why why assume Right. And I think that's something that holds a lot of us back as we assume and don't give other people the opportunity to give us the answer. We try to give make the answer for them. And I think that's dangerous. So I say all that to say, you know, this is going to be great. I'm really excited. And then, uh, Stuart, please go. I just had to get that out real quick. No, man, I, I just I just wanted to follow up with one thing that we that we learned. We had a, a gentleman on our podcast and he he said something that has stuck with both of us. And, and it, it, it ties in directly to your point. He said that the number of opportunities you have in your life equate to the number of hellos that you give out into the world. 
Ooh. Think about that for a second. The more opportunities you have equates to the number of hellos that you give out into the world, the number of reach outs, the number of connections, the number of uh, vulnerability opportunities, the number of opportunities that you can be real and just, like you said, like ask for what you need, put out into the world what you're struggling with, reach out. You know, if you see another dad at the park with their kids and he's just standing there by himself, like go over and say hello, mm. right? If you, you know, if you're at somewhere, like say hello, you never know what's going to happen. Our guest speaker that's coming uh, to our next retreat is because David said hello to another man at a kid's basketball game. Oh, wow. That's it. Dude's a ninja, man. Like he's a ninja. Dude is a ninja. Really? Like I'm fired up. (laughs) I I thank God that, and I'm not taking any credit. I literally just said, Hey, how's it going? Which one, which kid is yours? (laughs) <laughs> he's like oh that's my kid i'm like this is my kid i'm like oh what do you do and he told i'm like oh dude we got to talk and mm. at the basketball game i locked him down to speak at our retreat because i'm like dude, <laughs> yeah. our guys have to hear your message because it's mm. awesome man see that's it once again proves that you just got to put yourself out there sometimes you know I, that's right. we can't be scared to of the obstacle with the worst that somebody can say is no or anything else well he's like, a big you, fella dude he's like six seven six eight he's he's a big he's a big boy and i was like i mean he's a, he could be scary guy he's got earrings long hair and and uh but man what a what a sweetheart what an angel and what he's gonna bring to our guys is uh nothing i could have ever anticipated or come up mm-hmm. on come up with uh just because he's been doing this awesome work for 20 plus years so it's really cool mm. Yeah, see, I'm I'm excited for that. Like, so one question I did want to ask: So you remember the the list of things you went through, family, friend, relationships? Is that the? I know y'all have something with with um that's called the ten tenets that are more important than becoming rich. Is that are those your ten tenets? Yeah, so we call it the kinetic life circle. It's it's uh you know it's the, it's the areas it's the it's the pies in our big piece of pie that uh, that uh, you know are so important to us. Mm. And, and David Lissom, it's it's faith, it's family, it's intimacy, it's health, it's friends, it's fun, it's finance, it's giving, it's mindset, and it's purpose. Wow. And so if you can focus in on those areas of your life and become better in those areas of your life every single day, um, you're going to live a meaningful life. I think that's so impactful, too, because I think one of the, one of the things that I see just speaking with a lot of guys, um, especially like my age or younger is that they feel like they have no direction. And I think if anything, those 10 tenants give, give you direction or something to focus on, which I think is like a a huge part of the game right there is that you have so many different things that people are telling you should be important to you. And like, so you try, all right, I'm gonna try this. That didn't work. I'm gonna try that. That didn't work. But like now you, those 10 things, like there's anyone hearing it, there's no way you could be like, Oh, that could be end up being bad. Right. Like it's, these things can only help me by working on them, no matter what is dealing with, you know, in relationships, friendships, family, you know, a, a intimate relationship. Like you talk about int- being able to talk, like even, you know, like you said, you know, you're a hugger. Most guys, oh, don't hug me, bro. Like, what do you say? Bro, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to. I got, I got so many me. friends that are like, <laughs> don't, don't, I don't, I don't want, and I'm like, no, nah, man, you know the rules. Like, you know that when we're together, you're going to get a hug. Like, you can fight it all you want, but it's going to happen. And that's just like part of my personality, right? Like, like the dudes just know I got so many friends, dude, I've got friends, 
so you know from from years a couple dudes from brotherhood and uh mm-hmm. when i see them there's like uh <laughs> all right because they just know man they're not huggers and and they just know it's gonna happen because and and you know what and I, and they lie to themselves they say they don't like it but i know they like it mm. i know they love it <laughs> but you know that's that's what a good friend does they push you out of your comfort zone whether you admit that you like it or not you know all jokes aside like i think that is important because andre done that for me like the reason i have learned to communicate the way that i because i was not a talker i look i'll figure it out bro don't i'm good and then and look at you now, man, running a podcast. I know, right? Like this is it's it, it's crazy. But like he would every day just poke, like he he loves chess. Like, and we we do it with each other. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll they'll may say there's something that we feel like we want that person to work work on. We might set that up for a six month like chess play and work it all the way through and be like when it finally hits, be like, yo, this is how I and then we'll tell each other how we put it together. Throughout the time, like, oh man, you really are smart. I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> but that's how. What better way to show someone you care about them than to be able to put in that much work to help them do something that would be better for them? Like, I learning to communicate. You know, the books he's giving me, all these things is like has tenfold. I mean, on the business side, on the friendship and relationship side, like all these different aspects have grown. But only because I was open to my friend who cared enough about me to say, "Hey, you need to work on these things, and here's why." And so with all of these, like, ah, oh, man, I'm so excited. I gotta, I gotta make sure. I think I sent them the link. I'm gonna send them this link again. I gotta go to get my ticket to come out there. Like, it's gonna be, be a good come time. Oh, man. <laughs> come on, man. It's gonna be awesome, dude. We're, we, dude, I'll tell you, we- But warning, we warning, are, you're, you're gonna get a hug. You no, I guarantee, yeah, I, I guarantee you, and, and I like to hold it a little bit because there's certain <laughs> rules about hugs too that are, that are scientifically based that the most endorphins are released after 20 seconds of, of holding. So like there's, there's a lot of science that goes into this. There's a lot of, a lot of reading that we do behind this. So, so just be prepared. But, you know, I also want to emphasize just like the money goals that we were talking about being a millionaire, these things, the way we approach it is we want action, right? We talk about kinetic men. We're about being kinetic men. And so if you take this whole list of 10, and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a better uh, family man, friend, felon, health. I'm going to be better in all these things. But th- that's pretty overwhelming. And so we, we focus on, no kidding, th- this, the intent of this is that, it, that you can build on this for it, forever. Like, mm-hmm. That's the goal. And mm-hmm. so every one of these topics, we spend a month on them. Each oh. one. We spend an entire month. And, and we, the desire is that at the end of that month, we have one thing. One thing in that area that you're mm-hmm. going to do, because we can all do that. We mm-hmm. can all do one thing. And at the end of the year, you now have 10 things, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you, even if you didn't have those 10, I mean, I talk about this in coaching all the time. Like, look, let's say friendship. I, I can't guarantee you, I would never guarantee you're going to make more friends. Mm-hmm. But if you made five friends, would it be worth, would it be worth it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you made three friends, would it be worth it? Yeah. If you made one friend that you didn't have yesterday, would it be worth it? Yes. We can make a friend, dude. We can make a friend. Absolutely. And so it's just that mindset of I'm going to define this thing, make it actionable, and I'm going to do something about it. Mm. And no matter what, again, no guarantees, but if you do that, you are going to have a happier, more fulfilled life. And that, that thing you talked about wandering and not having direction takes care of itself because mm-hmm. you're so focused on being this man that you want to be 
that it goes from here and every one of those steps that you keep taking forward, it gets refined, refined, refined to the point that you're just a, a intentional ninja. Yeah. And then you create good people behind you because there's going to be some point where, you know, just like the military, people are going to learn through seeing what you do. And I think that's the most, like for me, I take pride in being able to work on and develop these things because I know there are people watching me. And a lot of times people won't really listen to what you say. They watch what you do. So if I can put myself in a situation to implement these practices where people can see me, I don't have to worry about them having the same problems because they're going to ask, but wow, I saw you do, I've had it plenty of times, bro. I saw you do this. Can you, why'd you do that? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they're like, never thought about it that way. Like, so I could do that too. Absolutely. And like, now it's there, you know, before you go to somebody, it's like, Hey, you need to do this. And they're like, bro, I'm not trying to hear what you talk about. Like, what are you talking? And as opposed to like, now it's a whole different aspect and they open up, they initiated the conversation off of something they saw me implement in my own life. I'm sure y'all can relate. Y'all seen the same things. And like, I think there's a, as a man, that's extremely important because if you want to be, you want to be a leader, you want to be that person to protect, provide all of these things. Like you have to carry yourself in a manner that people want to spec and will fall and follow you as the leader. And like, so I think that is, these things are important, just the guidance, the focus. And I think more things come to it. Cause I, like one of the things I say with money is that, you know, it doesn't, I tell people like, yo, I don't ever talk about, you know, well, this is the definition of a 401k and like all these things on this podcast, because none of that really matters until you grow into the person that is, that is capable of making the things on the spreadsheet matter. We can sit here and I can and tell you that these things go here and this is how much money you should spend there. But until you grow into the person that is capable of seeing those things through, you're never going to have the success with money as the person who's worked on themselves to, do, to be that person that deserves those things. So even with everything else, I think all of these things just truly gel together. So I think those 10 tenets you have are great because what it allows people to do, because even if you do just focus on one, it's almost inevitable that it will go over into other aspects and continue to build as time goes on. And I think that's the beautiful part of it. So I like that you made it a circle because it really, it really does go like that. Like if I focus on, you know, family, all right, well, family, well, that means I'm going to be better with friends. And then eventually it's going to help. Well, if I make, if I'm making better decisions with my family and my friends, oh, it's probably going to affect my money better. And all these, other, and it just, it just keeps going. So I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm putting up, I'm picking up what y'all putting down. <laughs> That's good stuff. But so, but is it before we get off? Um, so one thing I want to do mention, I do want to mention is that I'm going to put all of uh their info in the show notes, so in the description, so that everyone can go in here, they can tap into, um, the invite link to to the um the retreat in May, and then um also your podcast and any any other um things that you all may have so that I can make sure it's getting out there. Like, I, I really do think what you all you all are doing is is phenomenal. And I think it's, it's much needed, especially today. Uh, I think there there is a, we're, we're lacking on, on men who can show men how to be better men. And I, I think the, the more we can start getting people in these rooms and, and getting comfortable having these conversations, the more beneficial it'll be for the world. Like, and I know it sounds like a tall task, like, oh yeah, it could affect the world, but I think it really can. And it starts, might start small now. And, you know, even the impact is like, all right, we may only have a specific number of people in the room, but those people still go back and interact with the rest of the world. 
And so the the impact that you all are having on people, even this conversation today, like I know it's for the listeners, but I've learned a lot too. And like, that's how quick the impact can be. So that I would just want to thank y'all for being on the show today. And, um, you know, the least I could do is try to do my part to help promote what you all have going on, because I think it's phenomenal. And, um, you know, hopefully we could t continue to build this relationship and have more conversations. And I, I'm a, I can't wait. Hey to man, there's no, there's no hope. There's no hope. We just do it. I just do it. We build this relationship. And, and I'll tell you, man, I want to thank you as well for, you know, honoring Stu and I to have us on your show, man, to have us speak to your listeners. Cause, uh, you know, I, I'm so thankful that there are men like you that are willing to, to fight this, this, uh, this, your natural urge to not be a talker. I, I was shocked when you said you were a, not a talker, right. But, but mm. you come out of that because you know, you have value to add to the world. You know, that through finances is, is a very powerful tool, but you're not even talking about finances. You said it you said until you're the person that's able to handle the abundance, the blessing, or even able to make mm -hmm. the decisions to put a budget in place until you're that person, the finances piece is just a, you know, it's, it's not that important. And and so that kind of message is a message that we need to hear, especially men, especially men need to hear that type of message. And, and so I love what you're doing, man. I love that you're you. getting out there. I love that you're, you know, talking about this stuff. I love that you're bringing people along. And I'll tell you, I guarantee you, this goes two ways, right? I've learned a lot from you today and you have, you have blessed me and you've blessed Stu and the number of people that you're blessing, you won't know that number. You have no clue how far reaching that is because there's going to be a lot of people out there that are not going to tell you, hey, Eric, I'm listening to your stuff and it's really good. They're not mm -hmm. going to tell you because they're probably like dudes that are like, no, nah, man, I don't hug and I don't tell people they're doing a great <laughs> job. So so I'm just I'm just want to encourage you, man. Keep it up. Keep crushing. Keep doing what you're doing because you're making an, an impact. and You're changing people's lives. And I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we get out of here, do y'all have any last words y'all want to leave the listeners with? Oh, man. Um, did appreciate you having us on. We're humbled and honored to be here. Um, so David spoke about uh, just this this one exercise that uh, that we have gone through ourselves um, to really just identify what success looks like, you know, for you in the roles that you play in your life, you know, whether that's as a father, like what roles do you play as a father, as a husband, what roles do you play? And then you define those roles and you actually really like you go to the dictionary, you define what uh, provider means mm. as a husband. And then you write down what success looks like in that role as a provider for your spouse. Mm. And then you actionize that and then you actually actually put it on the calendar and you are held accountable to it. Right. So we actually created this this uh, this exercise. All of the men in our storehouse mastermind go through it, and it's powerful because you can do it with so many different roles in your life as a as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a friend, as a business owner. Like whatever your role is that you play in your life, you can go through that and define it and actionize it. And so uh, we want to you know offer that for free for, uh, for your listeners. You can go to oh, storehouse. <laughs> yeah, man. So go go to storehouse three one zero dot com backslash roles storehouse310.com backslash roles i'll put it in and notes yeah man we we did a webinar on it so we talked about the roles that we play in our life and how you go and go through that exercise and get the download and uh, go through it for yourself because it's impactful oh that's awesome thank you thank yeah, you i definitely put this in the show and for all the ladies out there too you can do you can use this for resource sure. as well 100%. um you can't come to the retreat i'm sorry but my, my wife actually has something she's working on for for the ladies but, uh, but That's also it's about. impactful as, as that role, right? 
the women go to, the, to that same site, pull that in, and what's your role as a mother and, and what's your role as, a, as an individual as who you are? Because a lot of women, you know, my wife's seeing as she's walking through women through, they lose identity because they pour so much into their children and which yeah. is super powerful. But, but a lot of times they forget what they want, what they like, what they, what they want to pursue in life. So, Hey, everybody should take it super insightful. It'll, it, it could potentially open your eyes and change your life to, to, to these roles that we play. Man, I, I can't wait to do that myself. I'm just interested to see what's in it. This is all, this is so awesome. You know? So once again, I just want to thank you for being on here. Um, you know, I'm not gonna go hold the show up anymore, but uh, I know you guys have have time to do other things. So, uh, with that being said, you know, as I always say, you know, it doesn't matter what's on the spreadsheets and what we're doing numbers wise until you grow into the person that is worthy of you know getting the money and having the the Love lifestyle that. that you desire. So, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Let's get in the smoker. Yeah. <laughs>